Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today our topic is, what is Moloch and Baal worship? What is it? So we're going to talk about it today. First of all, now let me just say, I spent a lot of time on this talk, on this presentation, this is PowerPoint, and it's going to be really good. But i got to start with some basics. So what are the basics? I believe that what it says is Moloch is actually pronounced a lot of different ways, has a lot of different spellings. But the thing I thought was interesting about one of them was money changers and moon. Money changers, remember Jesus tipped over the tables of the money changers? Hmm. This is one of the images of Moloch. He has a body of a human, head of a bull. And I think that's probably where that phrase, holy cow, came from. If you look in the center, you see it has the sun symbol, which we believe is going to be the mark of the beast. We have three different people that have seen that mark of the beast in dreams. And also on the arm, you see the spirals or 666. So this makes perfect sense. Also, the all saying eyes in the center and also the, what we believe is probably the star of Rimfan. Now let's go on. So Baal, the word Baal, or Baal, means to exercise dominion over, to own, control, be lord over, master, and even husband. Now, this is one of the better images I can find. Most of these have been deleted from the Internet. Obviously, bad people in high places don't want you to know this stuff. So it's kind of hard to find it. Most of this research comes from the Bible, which, of course, is the best source. Jeremiah 19.5 says, And they have built also the high places of Baal, to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings and to Baal. So one of the things that the way they worship Baal is to kill people. Again, I've been saying they believe in human sacrifice, actually killing people, eating people, drinking their blood, sex with children, drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking. That's what they believe. And I'm going to show you to a certain degree in the Bible the same thing goes on down to say the Moloch of brass was made of hot uh, brass. They would heat it up, put the child in the hands, and then the priest would beat drums to cover the screams of the young newborn child as it's being burned to death. And that is worshiping their God. Unfortunately, these are the people that own and control most of the world. They own and control most of the money, which is why they're trying to do away with this. Let's keep going, though. Archaeological excavations in the 1920s discovered evidence of child sacrifice in the region. Researchers found the letters MLK, which stands for Moloch, inscribed on some of the stone slabs for child sacrifice. Now, is this drawing or is this a real picture? A lot of people think that's a real picture of them actually worshiping Moloch or Baal. Jeremiah thirty-two thirty-five is talking about how Moloch believes and that worshiping is killing people. It says that they would cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire under Moloch. In other words, they killed them. They believe in killing people. So the word bonefire, is that bonfire? Is that bonefire? And is that really a fire of bones? And is it just an old tale or is it really the discarded body of sacrificed humans? Hosea 2.13 says that, And I will visit upon her the days of Baalim. And by the way, there's, again, that's another form of Baal. But just see the first four letters, B-A-A-L. And sometimes it's just B-A-L. But it's all talking about the same God. And it said that they went after their lovers. So that's one of the things in Baal worship is free sex. 
And, of course, a lot of people would like that. And there is certain attractions to Moloch and Baal worship. Those are the kind of things that you get if you, you believe in that. Jose 13.1 is basically saying that they force people to bend the knee or to kiss their idol. When Ephraim spake trembling, he exalted himself in Israel, but when he offended in Baal, he died. So when we go to Baal worship, God kills us. And they now sin the more, and they have made unto them molten images, and they force people to kiss calves. Moving along. Here's a picture of someone kissing the Quran. So what do they believe? They believe in lying, murder, blackmail, bribery. There's nothing they won't stop at to get them more money and more power. Baal, Hadad, and these are various numbers or, or various names of Baal, which is the god of fertility, rain, thunder, lightning. His father is Dagon, or also the fish god. It's all the same god, same entity. A bearded entity with a horned headdress, club, and thunderbolts reigns over thunder, lightning, and rain, it says. Here's a picture of it. Baal, Hadad, and Judaism and Christianity is Yahweh's chief rival. In other words, all the way back to when Moses came down off of the mountain with the Ten Commandments, and he saw them worshiping the golden calf, primarily the primary enemy of Christ or Christianity is Baal or Moloch. Baal, Hadad, is Yahweh's chief rival. Another definition of Baal is the Lord, or Beelzebub means Lord of the Flies, or God of the Philistines, or Ekron. Baal is synonymous, synonymous with Satan. Baal Hadad means Baal and Baal, number of different spellings. Will Baal worshipers repent? I was asked that, had dinner with a good uh, friend of mine the other night, and he asked, well, can you, will these people repent? Can they, can they be salvaged, so to speak? Well, let's look and see what the scriptures say. Judge, Judges 16, 29, this is talking about Samson and how he was after his eyes were put out, they took him down, and they called all of the Dagon worshipers of the fish god, were still Moloch and Baal worshiper, into a big party. And they called Samson and brought him down to the middle pillars, and he put his hands on the pillars, and he prayed this prayer. He said to God, let me die with the Philistines, and he bowed himself with all his might. And the house fell upon the lords and upon all the people that were therein, so that the dead which he slew at his death were more than they which slew in his life. In other words, God used Samson to bring a great deliverance to the children of Israel. So, in this case, they didn't repent. Numbers 25.1. What happens to Baal worshippers? And Israel abode, and the people began to commit whoredom with the daughters of Moab. The people did did eat and bowed themselves to other gods. I'm just skipping part. I'm getting to the main point here. And Israel joined himself to Baal. And there's Baal Pier. In other words, you might say Baal of like Dallas. Okay, so it's just another place. But it's still talking about Baal. Baal and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And they said, take all the heads of the people and hang them up before the Lord against the sun so that the fierce anger of the Lord might be turned away from Israel. So... Is there anybody that repents once they're a Moloch and a Baal worshiper? Not according to the Bible. Numbers 25, And Moses said unto the judges of Israel, Slay every one his men that were joined unto Baal Peor. 
So the plague was stayed from the children of Israel, and those that died in the plague were 24,000. So there was 24,000 people that were slain just because they were worshiping, in this case, uh, Baal, I think it was. Deuteronomy 4.3, your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Baal Peor. For all the men that followed Baal Peor, the Lord thy God destroyed them. And they that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive. So if we worship Moloch or Baal, God kills us. If we follow him, we live. Now, to bring this to more modern terms, I believe that this is a shadow of what's going on in Afghanistan and also with the illegal immigrants today. Judges 2.11. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served Baal. And I'm, I'm going to just, there's Baal pure, Baal, but I'm going to just call it Baal for short, okay? And they for, forsake the Lord God, and they followed other gods, gods that were round about them, and bowed themselves to them, and provoked the Lord to anger. So the Lord was angry and hot, and delivered them into the hands of their enemies, sold them in the hands of their enemies, round about them. They could no longer stand before their enemies. See, that's what's happening with us right now in Afghanistan. That's what's happening with us on our border right now. God is selling us into the hands of our enemies. Whithersoever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them for evil. And that seems to be what's happening with America all over right now. It seems to me like whatever our hand finds to do, the Lord seems to be against us. I'm going to say that America needs a deliverer. I'd like to think it's DJT. I don't know if it's going to be. Judges 3, 9. And when they cried unto the Lord, the Lord raised up a deliverer who delivered them. Now, that's what happened then. That's what we need to happen today. The Spirit of the Lord came upon them. Then when they went out to war, the Lord delivered them. And the, the Lord had, the land had rest for 40 years. That's what we are crying for also, that we would have 40 years of rest that God would cause a softening and a delay what we can't pray away. This is a dream that Leslie had January 15, 2021. I think it's extremely important. But I want you to notice the date. It's January 15, 2021. So this is after uh, JB had already been announced as the winner. And this is after January 6th. And this is just before inauguration. It's very important. So she says, I walked into a massive room. It was so huge, I couldn't see the walls on either side. The room was filled with people, those called by my name. They were turned into what was about to be instructed to them. They were tuned. No one was speaking, only watching. They had serious looks on their faces, very intent on the moment. I'm going to say that this is probably talking to the church in general, but the Prophecy Club in specific. Before I walked into this enormous room, I instructed four people to walk in with large golden poles about 10 foot long. On top of each pole was a banner. On each of the poles were written words on the banners. At the front of the massive room, there was a look, look, uh, looked like an altar, a railing across the front of the room. And she says, I instructed the first person with the banner to go to the far left side. I instructed them to walk in holding this up. And the words on the first banner said, Pray on your face. So that's the first thing we did. I put this out. I ask everybody at the Prophecy Club, for these four days, I'm asking you to pray on your face. And I believe a lot of people did. I instructed each person, she says, in the room to fall on your face. And I said, humble yourself to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I instructed the second person to raise his banner, which said, 
Pray for yourself, family, and loved ones. Why? Because our battle is not physical. Our battle battle is spiritual. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not flesh. They're not holding up signs. They're not burning buildings. The weapons of our warfare are, are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. They're pulling down strongholds. The weapons of our warfare are on our knees praying. But before we go praying against the devil and the people that serve him, we must ask the Lord to first protect us. So that's the first thing it says. Humble ourselves, get on our face, pray for protection. Why? Because we're about to go to battle. Now let's go on. Then I instructed the third person to Marat to raise the third banner, which said, pray for DJT. Now you can read what it really says. Then the next person held it up and the banner said, pray for four more years. And again, this is January 15th. And we were instructed to pray for four more years. And we did. Now, the question is whether there was enough people, whether there was enough prayers. I want to believe that there was. I mean, because this was directed to Prophecy Club people or those people that would hear it through Leslie. And we prayed that there would be four more years. Right now, uh, it doesn't look like it. But we're going to believe that we're going to get four more years. And that's what she instructs here. She says, we must unite as Christian. It does not matter the level of maturity in our walk. We see, we know the battle is here. We must not cover our faces in the sheets. We must not turn our heads to ignore. We must realize the future is up to us if we unite and pray. We must not say, it is up to the Lord what he will do. It is up to us. He is testing us in our diligence and seeking him. We must not say, it is by faith, and not really mean those words we are speaking. We must not just say, it's over. Therefore, I'll just wait for four more years. In other words, we can't just give up. We must not say, the prophet said this, prophet said that, but we must speak the words back in the spiritual realm to fulfill the atmosphere of the heavenlies to defeat the evil host of Satan trying to take over our lives. So that's what we did. And I'm going to say we must still do that. We must still pray on our face. We must still send out the angels to do warfare against the, the heavenlies, the, the, the evil in high places, principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness, and evil in high places. She went on to say, pray that righteousness wins and evil is defeated. So from 115 to 119, that's exactly what we did. We got on our face four times a day for four days. We fasted, we prayed, and I believe God heard us. Ask for four more years. Then ask for 40 more years. Ask the Lord to mold you as you pray for the next four days, asking for four more years as for DJT to get four more years and then 40 more years for America to seek for holiness and righteousness so our prayers will be heard and answered. Now, she said, I understood from the dream that, oh, please listen to this, that we can have the victory. We can have the victory. This good news, okay, that we can have the victory if, we pray on our faces, we did, as often as we can for four days to receive four more years, for DJT to receive four more years, and for America to get 40 more years. We did pray. And I don't think the prayers are over. I'm saying today we got to still continue. we got to still continue and fast and pray. Which, by the way, let, let me tell you about that. 
Uh, if you'd like to join our Fast Track team, that's exactly what we do. So here's, here's the way you join the Fast Track team. Go to Prophecy Club, and you'll see on there where it says Fast Track. Go in and just fill in your name and email, I think it is. You can quit anytime you want to. And here's my promise. I never send product offers, and I never ask for donations from my Fast Track team. This is only for fasting and praying for Prophecy Club and for those staff and my family in Prophecy Club. It's not necessarily praying for America, although sometimes we pray for America. But if you want to see Prophecy Club reach the people, go to the sports stadium, see the people won, then let me encourage you to go to prophecyclub.com, sign up and become a part of the Fast Track team. Here's what happens. Every Tuesday evening, I sit down and I send an email including all the misspellings and all the grammar errors and all that sort of stuff, directly from me to you saying, this is what I'm asking you to fast and pray for. For example, last night, I asked you to pray for Leslie. We've got a team of about five people right now as I'm speaking in Pakistan, and there are she's preaching about three times a day to different churches, and we're praying and asking people to pray for her provision. Uh, actually was surprisingly expensive to go, <laughs> and also her protection and for anointing and for the miracles to show up and all that sort of stuff. So if you'd like to be a part of praying, then go to prophecyclub.com, get signed up to be part of the Fast Track team. Quit anytime you want to, and again, no product offers, never ask for a donation. It's all about fasting and praying. And by the way, the fast is from Tuesday night, midnight, till the next day at 4 p.m., which is even as I speak right now, uh, I'm on the fast, and I'll be on, oh, well, the fast is over 13 minutes ago. So when I get over this, I'll get a bite to eat. All right, anyway, now let's go on. So the hidden agenda of immigration, what is it really all about? This verse is kind of speaking to us. Judges 3.5, And the children of Israel dwelt among the other nations, and they took their daughters and their wives and gave their daughters to be the sons and the served of the gods. So they intermarried. That's one of the problems of immigration. It's not just intermarriage, but it's also going after their gods. See, the devils know if they can bring people that are evil into our nation, then that further pollutes, that further brings down our nation, that that has a higher content of evil and lowers the overall content of good in our nation. It's another way of destroying our nation. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and forgot the Lord their God and served other gods, Balaam and the groves. Well, we know what Baal is. What's the groves? Um, that would be worshiping trees. Other people that worship trees and nature, yes. Uh, but it's more than that. It's They also poured out drink offerings. They de decorated the trees. They put gifts to their gods or gifts to the trees under the trees. Boy, it's a good thing we don't do that today. We don't decorate any trees, and we don't put gifts under trees today, do we? Or do we? Or is that what we call a Christmas tree? Uh, yes, we still do. Therefore, the anger of the Lord was hot against them and sold them into the hand. In other words, one of the reasons that America is falling is because, well, because we go after the gods. We do Easter, we do Christmas, we do those kind of things. So what are the consequences of that? Judges 6, 1, And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and God delivered them into the hands of their enemies for seven years. As a result, he caused them to live in dens and the mountains and caves. In other words, took them out of their nice homes. They had to live in caves. And then 
when Israel had sown, the, their enemies would come in and steal their food, took that away from, destroyed the increase. They had nothing to eat, uh, no sheep, ox, nor ass. And so God caused them to destroy the land, and they became greatly impoverished. Well, have we seen the overall quality of living in America begin to drop over the last few years? Yes, we have. As a result, Israel cried unto the Lord, and that's what America needs to do right now. We need to cry unto the Lord, saying, send us a deliverer, send us a prophet. Somehow get us out of this jam we're in, because we have not obeyed his voice. And as a result, the story goes, the angel went to Gideon and said, Gideon, the Lord is with you. You're a mighty man of valor. <laughs> Gideon said, me, me? He says, well, if the Lord is really with us, then why is all this evil befall us? Because we went after the gods, because we're worshiping other gods in America right now, because of all of the sin. So Gideon, Gideon built an altar there, and he went to where Baal was, the cow god. So he was told by the angel, throw down the altar of Baal. He did, and then he offered a burnt sacrifice over where that, that, that Baal statue was. Why? To cleanse it. As a result... God delivered Israel. Israel. How did he do it? He had Gideon and his 300 men. They blew trumpets, just like we did September 6th at the solemn September assembly. We blew trumpets. Everybody brought their shofar. No man-made instruments. Shofars, that's all. We blew those trumpets. Seven long, loud blasts to start, and also at the end. And after we blew the trumpets, and now you remember, the, the Gideon, his men, said, Sword of the Lord out of Gideon. They made a statement. They set it into the air. Well, we said, Deliver us from Moloch and Baal. We blew the trumpet seven times, and we said, Deliver America from Moloch and Baal. I think that's extremely powerful, very powerful. Verse 22, And the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow. In other words, God caused the enemy to destroy themselves. <laughs> that's pretty nice. And that's what we prayed for, too. We're believing the same thing. We're believing that America can have not just four more years, but 40 more years. Judges 8.28. Thus was Midian subdued, and the country had quietness 40 more years. That's what we're asking for, my brothers and sisters. Gideon had threescore and ten sons by his body begotten. He had many wives. He was very blessed after that. And, of course, some people might say, yeah, yeah, if you had many wives, you call that blessed. Yeah, that's blessed by God. And Gideon died in a good old age. Why? Because he helped deliver Israel. Brothers and sisters, that solemn assembly was very important. And it's important we keep our prayer going. Now, let's talk about Elijah versus Baal and the groves. This is the great story. So Ahab did evil. This is the king of Israel. Did evil beside, but in the sight of the Lord above all the other kings that were before him. He took a wife, Jezebel, notice Baal, her last name is Baal, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Zidonians, he's also of Baal, and went and served Baal. And they reared up an altar to Baal in the house of Baal. And Ahab made a grove, so he planted a bunch of trees so that they can worship the trees, again, Christmas tree worship. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord to anger than all the kings before him. As a result, Elijah went to the king, says, hey, I've got an idea. I want you to gather all the prophets of Baal, 400, and the prophets of the groves, 
400, excuse me, 450 profits a ball, 400 profits of the groves. And it says, let's have a contest. If God, if the word God is real, then let's serve him. And if Baal is really the God, then let's serve him. Here's what I propose. Uh, so Elijah says, I propose you gather all of the prophets together. And you call in your gods, I'll call in my gods, and the God that answers by fire, let him be God. They said, sounds like a good deal to me. So here's what happened. So Elijah said to the prophets, choose you a bull, dress it, call upon the name of your gods, don't put any fire under it. And I'll, and they called on the name of Baal from morning to evening. Oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any answer. They leaped upon the altar. They cried out loud. Uh, Elijah then said, well, cry aloud. He's a god. He, maybe he's talking or maybe he's out hunting or something. Maybe he's just busy or he's sleeping. He just needs to be awakened. So he mocked them. So they cried loud and they cut themselves. See, that's one of the other things. Evil people do evil things before their God because they think that that pleases them. They think that cutting themselves, they think that putting tattoos, putting piercings in their body, various piercings, they think that that worships their God because that's doing harm for themselves and that makes them look good in the eyes of their God because, again, an evil God likes evil. So the blood gushed out upon them, but there was no voice or answer. So what happened? Finally, Elijah says, okay, now it's my turn. So he rebuilt the altar. He had him put wood under it, but it wasn't just enough of the wood. He said, fill four barrels with water, pour all over the sacrifice, all over the wood. And they said, do it a second time. That's eight. Do it a third time. (laughs) That's 12. That's 12 barrels of water. They poured all over the sacrifice, all over the wood. Water ran down all over it. Then Elijah called on God. What happened? Well, what happened was the fire of God came down. The Bible said it consumed the sacrifice, the wood, stones, dust, and all of the water. Just like that. That's what you call the morning star. And as a result, all the people fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. So Elijah said, Okay, now ask yourself this. What needs to happen to the Moloch and Baal worshippers today? These evil people that rule the world, that have the money, that own many of the companies. Here he says, take the prophets of Baal, that was 450, and the prophets of the grove, let none of them escape, and took them down by the brook and slew them. So, does the Bible teach that they can be repented, that they'll repent and turn to Jesus? That's not the example in the Bible. I'd like to think that, but probably not going to happen. Now, here's another example. This is Jehu and how he strikes down the prophets of Baal. See, throughout the Bible, the primary enemy of righteousness was Baal or Moloch. The primary enemy of Jesus today is the same as Lucifer and his son, the Antichrist or the beast. It's the same spirit we're fighting today. So Ahab served Baal a little. So Jehu goes in and says, yeah, Ahab served Baal a little, but I'm going to serve him a whole lot. But it was a trap. And I might say it'd be nice if we could somehow eliminate the Moloch and Baal worshippers, but it's hard to find them. They live underground. <laughs> they, they, they're, they're, they live behind the curtains, under the table. They live in secret. And it's very hard to find them. So anyway, he says, here's what I want to do. 
Let's call all the prophets of Baal and his servants, all of his priests. Don't let anybody out. Let's call them to a big sacrifice under Baal. Now, it was a trap, though. And as a result, they said, Proclaim a solemn assembly unto Baal. All of the worshipers of Baal came together. He said, Now, not don't leave one of them out. As a result, Jehu said to the guard and the captains, Go in and slay them all. Don't let any of them get away. So they smote all of them with the edge of the sword and brought forth the images out of the house of Baal and burned them, break down the images of Baal, break down the house of Baal. Jehu destroyed Baal because thou hast done well, God said. Thy children shall be sitting on the throne to the fourth generation of Israel. So he was greatly rewarded because he fought against Baal. Everything in the Bible, almost everything, is fighting against Baal. And it's the same thing we battle today. Uh, Look, the problem is not the left or Democrats or the liberals or even the, the evil. The problem, the real evil, is Moloch and Baal worshippers even still today. If we'd like to have quiet in our land, follow this formula. Second Kings eleven seventeen. So Jehoiada made a covenant between the Lord and the king and the people that they should be the Lord's people. Hmm. That's what happened in America when we first started. And all the people of the land went into the house of Baal and break it down, all these altars and images. They all broke them in pieces thoroughly. And they slew the priests of Baal before the altars. <laughs> yeah, you get the point. And all the people of the land rejoiced, and the city was quiet, and they slew Athaliah with the sword. So how do you have quiet? you got to get rid of the Moloch and Baal worshippers. In my opinion, I believe that, as Dimitri was told, the fall of America will start with an internal revolution. That is really our attempt to remove the Moloch and Baal worshippers. But I don't think, I don't even want to say that. I want to believe we're going to be successful. I want to believe we're going to have not just four more years, but 40 more years. Again, that's that's what we've got to say. We've got to believe that. We've got to speak it out in the air. We've got to believe that we can be successful. Yes, eventually the fall is going to come. I understand that. But I'd prefer it to be 40 years off, not four months off, or even four years off. Now let's go on to the next one. Second Kings, Second Kings seventeen sixteen. And they all left all the commandments of the Lord their God, and the maiden their molten images, even two calves, there's your Moloch and Baal worshiper, and a grove, there's your Christmas trees, worship the host of heaven, that's astrology, and they serve Baal. And they caused their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire. I'm telling you, these people believe in killing people. They believe in human sacrifice, eating people, drinking their blood. They think that that gives them power that pleases their God. Well, it does please their God, because their God is Lucifer, you see. And uh, that's why child molesting, sex with children, and drug trafficking, human trafficking, sex, uh, children, sex, it's all fine to them. That's all. That's worshiping their God. That's, they believe in lying and cheating and blackmail and bribery. All, there's no line they don't cross. The more evil, the more their God is pleased. I know we Christians, we, we, we can't wrap our head around that. It's like, what? It's true. There it is. I'm showing you in the Bible. There it is. So the Lord was very angry with them. What happened? Well, because they did evil in the sight of the Lord, and they reared up altars for Baal and made a grove, they worshipped all the hosts of heaven, again, astrology. They built altars unto the hosts of heaven, the two courts of the house of the Lord. Here it comes, human sacrifice. 
They made their sons pass through the fire. All of this is what I'm talking about. This is the Moloch and the Baal worshipers. Of course, we don't believe in putting Christmas trees in our churches. We don't have trees in our churches with gifts and presents under them all decorated up, do we? Do we do that in America today? Um, yes, yes, we do. And we're wondering why we're having trouble. Now, I couldn't figure out if this was actually in a church, but if you look carefully, it's a golden calf. It, some people might say, well, it's a lamb. But nevertheless, it's still worship, and it's showing power comes from it. Here's a probably where the phrase come, holy cow. But it's another golden calf. If you look, they're carrying it on two staves upon the shoulders, as in how the Ark of the Covenant is really. So it's exact opposite of the Ark of the Covenant. This is what, uh, actually, uh, Jim and Penny Caldwell discovered this, but Ron Wyatt made it famous. This is the where they believe that they actually put the uh, altar to the golden calf when Moses came down off of the mountain. That's actually an altar. Yes, it, in other words, those stones weren't there by accident. Humans placed them there and placed the golden calf up on top of it. Here is uh, Joel Richardson. And if you look at this real closely, this is drawings of cows in the background. They believe that this is a close-up of that same picture. This is where the altar to the golden calf. And then, of course, today we see Wall Street, the great bull. Now, the question, is that really a bull or is that really ball? <laughs> and by the way, bull means market is going up. In other words, if you worship the golden calf, then you'll make lots of money, money, money. Of course, that's what the Moloch and Ball worshipers are all, all about. If they can't blackmail you, they will bribe you to get you to do what they want you to do. Second Kings 23.1, skipping a lot here. And the king made the priests bring forth out of the temple of the Lord all the vessels that were made for Baal and put down the idolatrous priests. Put down, that means they killed them. And them that burned incense to Baal and to the sun, and the moon, and the planets, and all the hosts of heaven. In other words, astrologists. Okay, they killed them all. And brought out the grove from the house of the Lord. So they had Christmas trees, or they had trees in their worship centers. Burned it, and break down the houses of the... I probably shouldn't say that word, because it's already a taboo to say that in America. But anyway, and the women, of course, were decorating them up by hanging weavings over this grove. In other words, they were decorating the Christmas trees. Back then, they still do it today, same spirit. So in summary today, Moloch and Baal believe in killing people. The younger, the more innocent, the better, as in people that are not even born yet. They believe in killing, stealing, blackmail, bribing, lying, no evil that they will not do for power and control. As it was said to Benjamin Fulford, we have been ruling the world for thousands of years and we'll destroy it rather than give it up. They believe in direct Lucifer worship. They are the worst of the worst. And that's my point that I'm trying to get across today. They are the worst of the worst. Now, you may be saying, well, what does this have to do with it? Actually, it has a whole lot to do with it. Dated October 4th, 2021, headline, one of the world's largest port operators warns global supply chain crisis will last longer than expected. Now, some people are saying, oh, well, this is due to COVID. No, it's not due to COVID. 
This is due to the fact that a lot of these Moloch and Baal worshippers have been getting arrested over the last three years. And this is them fighting back. Fighting back. And they're continuing to fight back. Now let me jump to something I recommend you get. So over the last know, 25 years, we used to have a meeting every month where we have a guest speaker in. And right now, these we're offering these because it's very important that you have the information. This one is by Dr. Jack Clooney. It's called What's Wrong with Halloween? He is a ranking authority on Satanism, witchcraft, white supremacy, and other forms of cult and occult activity. He worked with a lot of law enforcement. He explains to you what's wrong with, for example, bobbing for apples, trick-or-treat, jack-o'-lanterns, and much more. Dot Marquis was raised in an Illuminati family, trained as a luminist, attained the rank of third-degree master witch. Now he's a Christian. He also was quite famous. He reveals how all American holidays are actually designed and worked around occult and American patterns originating from the Illuminati. He explains what's the real truth behind Christmas, Easter, Halloween, trick-or-treat, jack-o'-lanterns, Valentine's Day, and May Day. Then, uh, Stephen Dollins was a high, uh, Satanist high priest. He exposes the subtle devices used to infiltrate Christian homes and to introduce them and their children to witchcraft and Satanism, unbeknownst to the parents especially. Things like video crazes, movies, video games, role-playing fantasy games, uh, things he makes they make evil appear to be cute, such as Teletubbies, Pokemon, various children's books, and the like. He also made another DVD called Occult Holidays Revealed, and he explains the evils behind Christmas, Easter, and Halloween, too. And he also explains what is going on with Christmas. He says, It is this is it the celebration of the birth of Jesus? And the answer is no, it's not. Is Easter celebrating the resurrection of Christ? No, it's not. What is the real hidden agenda behind Halloween? Then we had him, Bill Snebden. Listen to this guy. Voodoo priest, Wiccan high priest, second-degree member of the Church of Satan, New Age guru, occultist channeler, 90th-degree mason, Knight Templar, vampire, and a member of the Illuminati. He used to be a vampire. This guy explains to you, yep, vampires, werewolves, they're real. He explains to you what's really going on behind them. So here's what we've done. We put this together in an offer. You can get all of those DVDs right here for a gift at Prophecy Club of $90. All of them for a gift of $90. Now, the value at $180 or, or, or the best deal is to go to WatchProphecyClub.com. Here it is, WatchProphecyClub.com. 20 bucks a month or $200 a year gets you access to over 250 various DVDs about Prophecy Club. Go to WatchProphecyClub.com, some 250, some 27 years of making DVDs at ProphecyClub.com. Go check it out, WatchProphecyClub.com. DVDs, Prophecy Club, watch them instantly at WatchProphecyClub.com. Also, we were just informed that our Berkeys have finally arrived. I think we were waiting like four or five months to get this last order in. We just got it in. We got eight big Berkeys, five Royals, one Imperial, and one Crown Berkey at prophecyclub.com. My guess is they won't last long, a few days to a week, maybe even two weeks, not long at all, because most places are at them. So if you want a Berkey water filter, and this is the one I use all. There you go. All of my water. Oh, I know it says Ozarka. But that's not what's in it. It's city water filtered through my Berkey. 
Yeah, I drink a lot of water. So there you go. Now I, I told you how I drink my water. Anyway, I also recommend you to get School of the Watchman. We also call it the Teacher's Package. It's two. I'm going to do this right. I keep turning upside down. I'm going to look this time. Here we go. Two charts, big vinyl charts, two foot by three foot charts. You get one of each kind of them. And also my handwritten book of Revelation. You also get the five DVDs of me teaching through the School of the Watchmen, five copies of Secret Door, all valued at $355. Offer a gift of $200. You get this chart and this chart and the book to explain the charts. Awesome, awesome, awesome chart. You want to teach Bible prophecy? There you go. Finally, we encourage you to click like, share, and subscribe. Click like, share, and subscribe. I'll recommend also, if you want to get an EMP device, we'll send you to empshield.com, promo code PROPHECY. If you want to get some emergency food, go to heavensharvest.com, promo code STAND. And if you want to get some kind of precious metals, we'll send you to cornerstoneassetmetals.com and just say PROPHECY CLUB when you call it.